On this week's episode, we talk about the NBA draft. We've got the latest updates on the Deshaun Watson case in the NFL and another around the sports world with DJ Highstar. Let's go. Another all new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, you've got two ways. You can join us on the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. Or you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Man, oh man, oh man, it is a great day to be alive. Shout out to everybody out there listening to Carolina Sports Talk, man. We appreciate y'all, boy, man. We love y'all. Shout out to y'all. Without further ado, bring in the main man, my main man of yours, DJ Highstar in the building. What's good, broski? Here, skibbity bebop. What's good? What's good? What's cool. up, Carolina Sports Talk Nation? What's my, up, Big Cliff? Cooling, my dog. How you been, man? Chilling, chilling. Y'all. As usual. High Star is one of the hardest working men in showbiz. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm not telling you what I heard, but I'm telling you what I know. My dog has been putting down miles up on the road again, everywhere and everywhere, up and down. Dog, how's it been, man? How, how's, how's it been like to be famous and like? Can I get your autograph and whatnot? What's up, man? Tell the people something, bro. Nah, not there yet. Not there yet. But um, definitely just just working hard, uh, pounding the pavement, as they say. I don't know if that's pause worthy yet. <laughs> Had a heavy pause episode last week. Heavy. But um yeah, man, just just summertime, you know, as far as DJing goes, gigs normally kick up a little bit. It's wedding season and people mm-hmm. outside and everything like that. So just fill up the calendar where I can and uh and just try to execute, man. That's about it. So I, I definitely appreciate our Neo uh Pip for giving me the opportunity out in Florence, South Carolina this past this past Sunday um, with his father and everything's turned out to be a nice event. They pretty much were hosting like a, a community, a community like a rally kind of, okay. and where they was featuring the NAACP drive. I know that you very active out there in the Rock Hill area. So just reminding everybody definitely just to be involved with everything going on in the, in the nation now, be involved locally and, uh, you know, whether it's NAACP and different organizations or just doing your part in voting locally. So uh, that's just a little residual from from this past weekend and stuff. Dog, and, and, and along those lines, I know we're not a political show and you know how they are not. Y'all know how we do at this point. But I'm going to encourage people to not only get out there and be registered and vote. Take the time to actually know what you're voting for, who you're voting for. What are the topics? What are the what are the I'm saying the platforms that these candidates are standing on? I know we have a tendency um, based on how our parents were and family members to vote a certain way and all of that. But at the end of the day, you want to know who you're voting for and what they stand for. Because if just because they got that title, they could be doing that and have a completely opposite viewpoint from what you got. So do the do the research, y'all. It's literally simple as Googling their name, what they stand for. And then you could be able to make informed decisions from there. So shout out to everybody exercising your privileges 
and your rights and responsibilities and voting and doing all of that and being active and whatnot. But nonetheless, this ain't Carolina politics talk. It's Carolina sports talk. So, uh, bro, they had a whole NBA draft the day after we dropped last week, man. Uh, you want to go ahead and jump on some of that with Pauls and with, and with the folks? There you go. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'll just give, just to keep it concise, I'll give the top 10 um, drafted out the out the NBA draft. Like Big Cliff said, we had a draft going one day after we recorded last week. Uh, but at number one, uh, surprise to some and not to many, the Magic drafted pa- Paolo Banchero out of Duke. Uh, number two, the Thunder drafted Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. Uh, the Rockets drafted at three, Jabari Smith out of Auburn. The Kings drafted Keegan Murray from Iowa. Uh, the Pistons drafted Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. The Pacers drafted Benedict Mathurin from Arizona. The Blazers drafted Shaden Sharp from Kentucky. Pelicans drafted Dyson Daniels who played with the G League's Ignite uh, team. And the Spurs drafted Jeremy Sochan, or Sochan, however you put it, if I'm butchering names, sorry, from Baylor. And lastly, number 10, the Wizards, the Washington Wizards drafted Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Um, Right there at number 11 were my New York Knicks. They didn't do anything noteworthy, so I'm gonna keep them uh, out of it, of course. But, as we do with the drafts, whether it's the NFL or the NBA, who were some of your biggest winners or some of your biggest takeaways of the draft, Big Cliff? Um, I think one of the biggest winners for me got to be the Raptors. Um, I don't know if anybody else has had a chance to watch Ron Harper Jr. Um, he's a four-year player from Rutgers, bro. Dog be balling out there, man. And, of course, I liked his pops. I was a, I was a fan of Mike back in the day, although I wasn't a, a Bulls fan. I was – I think I was one of the original ones who was just fan of a player because at the end of the day, Mike was the greatest player ever. But we will save some of that, you know what I mean, for my top 10 that will be debuted a little later on in the show. But um, no, so back to Ron Harper Jr., um, dog is a killer. You see what I'm saying? Especially like in that late game, that uh, that Kobe time, that Jordan time. Some may even say LeBron time. We can't say Steph time yet. But in that clutch time, dog is that dude. And I think um, giving him that option to get out there um, – in Toronto can help them rebuild early. So I think that was one of my favorite picks. I do like the big man going overall at number one. He was a dog too, even though he was Duke. Um, but I think those two are probably my favorite ones. What what kind of stood out to you throughout the draft? Uh, the Warriors kind of just, you know, doing what the Warriors do. Um, taking again, wherever they are in the draft and then drafting the best players at, at their position and stuff like that. Uh, that was the biggest thing that stand out to me. And then, you know, with the culture that they've built and are building and this all continue to build in this offseason with with some of the things that they're doing, uh, players that are going there know exactly what time it is. It's similar to if a player is going to L.A. or whatever like that or, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? So they they definitely know uh, to bring your A game, bring your hard hat and be ready to work or whatnot. So I think Bob Myers and them feel like when draft nights and things like that come, they're playing with house money uh, almost. Yeah. Another player that kind of stood out, he, he wasn't necessarily draft. He wasn't, he definitely wasn't drafted. He signed a two way contract. Scotty Pippen Jr. out of Vanderbilt got a two way contract with your Los Angeles Lakers, not your, but with my not Los all, Angeles mine. Lakers. But no, like, what you think? We, I know we talked about it um, 
either on air or we've recently had a conversation or I was talking to somebody, but I've heard recently and had a conversation with regards to um, like sons of famous basketball players and their success and or lack of success. Uh, did mm-hmm. we have that? That wasn't on air that we had that conversation, was it? No. So basically, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what Scotty Jr. is able to do. We all know the story of Marcus Jordan and, and shout out to Michael, but like Marcus was trash. Um, we know Sharif O'Neal and, and how many times he's transferred. Um, really, the only ones like the only one who comes to mind who's actually won a chip, whose father was even you know to that level or won a chip is the most recent iteration with Glove Jr. getting his. Um, am I wrong? Is has there been another father son duo of notable? You know what I'm saying late to have gotten one. We know like Dell played in the really, league, but he never won right a chip. Now. Exactly. Not really with champions like that. Um, And there's a great conversation about nepotism because it kind of shows us our age as well, which is a little scary. But we're in a generation now where there's a a litany of different players that are ushered in right now and grew up in the NBA because their fathers played in the Mm -hmm. league. So whether it was camps coming up, different things like that they uh they were able to do whatever they had to to do um go ahead and cue up the hot take for me if you can uh oh where is it <laughs> there we go it's hot uh oh here we go so whenever it comes to nepotism players' sons, the superstars' players' sons, grand superstars. So we're talking to Marcus Jordan, things like that. Again, perhaps to Sharif O'Neal. This definitely applies. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, this definitely is going to apply to Bronny, what I'm about to say. But they never, um, they never reached their full potential versus a player that's a son of a mid-level talent, a star, uh, an all-star, um, such as your Clay Thompsons of the world, Kobe Bean Bryant, mm-hmm. Steph Curry. And my take on it is their fathers, the sons of the superstars, the, the elite global superstars, Marcus Jordans of the world, um, again, Sharif O'Neal, um, Scottie Pippen Jr., your father has to do so much away from the family to be great and to reach that greatness, um, dedicate so much energy and time to the team and the, the business of basketball that even though you, you may pick up some skills and stuff like that, just again, off of nepotism and being their son, there are certain things that, that you're, you know, not able to, to get as far as just, the invaluable uh, measure of time. Right, uh, right. Whenever it comes to Steph Curry, you look at Dell Curry, I think he, and I'm, I'm, I hate to be guessing, but I think he may have played six seasons or something like that. Um, something we can definitely look up, but uh, the, the, the length of his career allotted him and allowed him time with his family. So whether it was Steph or Seth, he was able to dedicate that time a little bit more then let's say again, um, any any superstars. How many seasons? Uh, I don't even want to count. He got in the league in 1986. 
and played until 2001. Okay. So it was, I was there for a while. More than I was, <laughs> right. And again, um, so a couple different four, teams as far as like yeah, Toronto and, Jazz, and Charlotte. Yeah, Jazz, right. Cavs, Hornets for a lot of the years, played with the Bucks a year and, and then finished three years out with the Raptors. And this is pre our current CBA right. as far as when like players really have that leverage to to kind of move around more than they want to. So if you were moving around back then, you were more so seen as a journeyman. Exactly. But um, again, the time that a Clay Thompson's father is able to spend with him um, and different things like that. Even Kobe, Kobe Bryant's dad, you know, you know, you're going to move to Italy for a little bit, watch your father play overseas. But there's certain things that he can he can drill with you, you know, nonstop. Uh, somebody that we talked about earlier this uh, this season that arguably should have been in the league and never made it. T. Morant, mm-hmm. he was able to stay with Ja and, and really work with him. Exactly. Uh, pretty much giving him NBA drills and, and drills from like, Pause. right. So there's different things like team workouts where you're going through certain drills where you can go ahead and just kind of program your kids to be able to be at that level. When you're at the superstar level, it, it something takes a hit and something's got to give because that, that time can't be exerted everywhere um, at all times and stuff like that. So, you know, my hot take is again, essentially is like Sharif, and Scotty, I, I I hope the best for them and wish the best for them. Even Bronny, but don't look so soon for them to hoist up a title or be, um, uh, you know, the face of a franchise, if you will, that's mm. carrying a team and stuff like that. One of the best things that could happen to Bronny happened to Bronny this year. Going into his junior year, he was ranked as high by some instances as 31 uh, in the country at his position. Um, at the conclusion of it, at the start of a senior year, he's down to 62 by most. And that's kind of on the high end. Um, I think that's one of the best things that can happen for him because it now lowers the expectations and tempers folks off. Oh, man, he's 62. Blah, 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 blah. So it's not that, yo, he finna come and be nasty. He need to go straight to the league. No, 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 no. Bro needs to go to somebody's college. He needs to bulk up a little bit. And, and, and like you said, that time that his father simply cannot devote because he's in the season. And, and LeBron plays most times in the postseason. You think I'm and I'm just gonna bring that up. Um, into the postseason and bat, uh, Olympic tournaments and FIBA tournaments. Um, so he's gone a lot. And then you couple in the time that he's doing movies, that he's got the endorsement stuff, and then his other businesses and his school stuff. You can see him on social media being a pop and, you know, uh, kids are there. But at the end of the day, his schedule doesn't permit to be, like you said, availability for um, the young people like some of the other ones, dads who may not have 672 movies to try to do or anything like that. So I I had never thought about it like that. Definitely a hot take, but definitely one that's hard to argue against. Definitely. Yeah. And reaching the status, the billionaire status that he has again, whether it's Kanye, whether it's Jay-Z, LeBron, any of our billionaires, um, you know, billionaires in general, you know, you, you take time away from your family. One of the, you said the best things that happened to Bronny uh, could have happened this year. One of the best things that happened to LeBron really happened this mm. year with them missing the playoffs because, you know, as, as, as crazy as it was, he seemed happier being able to just spend time with his family. He's tweeting game, tweeting about games or whatever like that uh, from home and stuff like that. But it's, it's that it's exactly that it's from home. 
Um, and, you know, he was able to do that. I don't know how many more times he will do that. I know that the competitor in him, he's not going to miss the playoffs too much more exactly. or too often. So, you know, it, it's just about that. So, um, you know, God bless the dead with Gigi. Um, and I think the WNBA is a little bit different animal. So she would have been a, a, a force regardless out there. But um, at the time, and God bless the dead Kobe, but at the time that he transitioned, you know, it was a it was a great window for him to be able to just devote his time to, you know, that next stage with his business endeavors, but also to his family and his daughters and, and make sure that they were, you know, going to be uh, superstars at that next level. So, yeah, I, um, I, you know, again, just that nepotism, man. I think about how old we are now. Every time you hear a name, somebody's a junior or, or um, you know, you see a recognizable last mm -hmm. name and you're like, mm -hmm. yo, I used to watch your pops play. Literally, like, and that's wild, bro. Like, I'm realizing. It was like yesterday. Old, it, it was the other day, bro. Like, y'all was in undergrad watching this dude. Like, I was old enough to. And now here you go out here like nah, it's showing our age a little bit, but definitely I'm excited to see these young cats. I mean, because the state of the league is in a good position right now. Like we know that the stars of of our youth, I guess, uh, LeBron's of the world, Jacoby's of the world. Rest in peace. He's not getting older, man. That's, oh man, it hurt. Anyway, your LeBron's of the world, your Carmelos of the world is what I was trying to say. Them boys is getting old. They the, they're the grandpas. They're getting ready to be up out of here. And so as we move forward, even Stephen himself. I could see Steph in five years retiring from the game. So, like, these boys is getting up there, and we need some new, fresh, some fresh blood and some good, hopefully some good storylines to be able to continue on. Uh, ja absolutely is, to me, the future of this league, man. Like, the, if that dude ain't the next Kobe, man. And I said it early on, bro. That dude's got Kobe written all over him, bro. Like, the tenacity, the dog that he plays with. Um, now, he could absolutely tend or, you know, benefit from getting off social media a little bit. You know. I was just gonna say, um, <laughs> hold on to your take with that, and and you know, let's definitely let's definitely monitor that that take because it, it's easy. Is that I'm I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say it's easy to say right now, um, and we we all seen his early talent, but he has this um, there's this space that the Memphis Grizzlies are in right now where before this season nobody saw them coming, akin or similar to the 2015 Panthers. Um, I think people recognize the talent, but they didn't see that team coming together like that, I making did. it to the semifinals. It's recorded that you didn't. That that I what? That you did not. You didn't see them making that deep of a run in the playoffs, bro. Bro, I am going to pull the records, bro. At I the said, beginning at of the, the season. At the end of last season, I said, y'all watch out for John Morant and them Grizzlies, them boys. Because I've been watching Jaron Jackson since he got in the league. I've been watching I job with I, I, so I I said it at the end but of when, last year when we when the boys little, lost last season I said yo next year y'all gonna have to watch out for job listen don't worry about it you gonna let me up. finish you gonna no, let me finish no moving back on a small back and forth <laughs> that we had with about job earlier this season when I brought up certain like um, MVP qualities and 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 things like that you were quoted as saying. You didn't think that he could carry the team this year. To the chip, and he, he did. didn't. 
It wasn't to the chip. I think it was. I said more he's not going to take him. Uh, he's not going to take him all the way this year, and he all didn't. Right. Semantics. No, I think it was more or less like deep in the playoffs that you. Nah, Broski. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I could have seen a, to, a deep. Yes, you know what? It's recorded. It's recorded. It, 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 bingo, bing bong. You know what I'm talking about? So either way, I'm still right. You feel me? Moving I right along. What? Well. Allegedly, moving right along. Uh, the Spurs and the Hawks had a trade in it, bro. Yes, so uh, Atlanta uh, engaged in a trade. Uh, they traded their forward uh, veteran Danilo Gallinari, former Nick, of course, and three first-round picks to San Antonio, to the San Antonio Spurs for uh, their All-Star guard. De- De- um, help me pronounce his name. No, Duante Murray. Deontay. Deontay Murray. Okay. Um, and the Hawks. They're also sending a 2023 first-round pick via your Charlotte Hornets, mm-hmm. uh, plus their own 2025 and 2027 first-round picks to the Spurs with that deal. So those are the, are the three um, first-round picks that they're, that they're sending across. It also includes a pick swap in 2026, a bunch of uh, NBA picks going on in that trade, but the, the big names and stuff like that is Danilo Gallinari is going to the Spurs mm-hmm. and um, – Deontay. Sharpshooter, sharpshooter Danilo Gallinari, and then Deontay Murray is coming to the Hawks to play with um, Ice Trader Gang. Um, that was that was the big the big trade um, from this past week, really uh, outside of a bunch of free agency talk that we'll get to here in a second. But any thoughts on the trade? Yeah, so you you, you called him a sharpshooter. He's a shooter. Wouldn't say yeah. how sharp he is anymore at this point. Yeah, he's a dull shooter, or he's gotten dull. <laughs> he still, I think he still averages um, above fifty percent, which isn't terrible. But when you got elite shooters nearing sixty and seventy percent, it's a little different. But uh, I think it's a good look for both teams. Um, Atlanta getting the youth of Deontay, excuse me, and, and really starting to kind of move forward and, and shaping to be a team that could look like in that backcourt, real dangerous um, between the two of them, and then. In return, uh, the Spurs are getting a Gallinari, which just seems like it fits in Pop's system anyway with the type of ball that he plays. So I could see him in like a Mono Ginobili type role um, earlier. In the late, I know I say I'm probably midpoint to late um, Manu, but I could see it being a good thing for both teams. The one thing that kind of stood out to me was the amount of first-round picks. And then I started thinking about it. It's the NBA draft. Even though you would think with a draft that's only two rounds long, that they like each one of the picks would be a little bit more um, valued or a little bit more like, oh, you can't mess it up as opposed to like the NFL where you get seven rounds. Um, but no, it's, they swap picks like, you know what I'm saying? Like, folks swap draws. Like, these picks don't be really too much matter or nothing. Ask the Charlotte okay. Hornets who have their own, who they, <laughs> 2025 pick just getting tossed all around and win. So, um, either way, I think it'll be a good workout for both sides. And it'll be interesting to see how those picks pan out because. Who knows? The Hawks having uh, some extra first round picks. Twenty twenty five. Bronny might be out there by that point because he's class of twenty three. Then he's got to do a year. Uh, so no, he would be twenty four. But still, it'd be interesting to see what they're able to do with those picks. Uh, I, I like the trade overall, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, it it is what it is as well. Like I said, uh, Trey Young seems excited to have some young talent come in there. And, and to help him out a little bit. Uh, but um, moving forward, speaking of young talent uh, out here in Charlotte, seems like Miles Bridges 
has kind of stolen a lot of headlines uh, in the past months for all the wrong reasons. And he's finally kind of getting a little spotlight on him, uh, an opportunity to uh, kind of feel the love and stuff like that as being kind of a, a top free agent or a top name out there in free agency right now. Um, before we get to him, of course, uh, we have different news that's come out, such as, you know, with players declining their options and stuff like that. So you got a lot of talk about like your Bradley Beals of the world mm-hmm. uh, who declined his option. James Harden just recently declined his 47.3. No, I'm sorry. I thought Bradley signed his. Um, well, as far as with the with the Wizards. He, oh, no, he did decline it. He did decline it. Yeah. It was um, rumored. Oh, so that, see, that's even news to me. He opts out. Yeah. But you know what? And, and I say, here's why I say that. I believe he did that. Two days ago, which was the last time I had saw the news about him, it was rumored that he was going to sign a bag, sign a bag, sign a contract and go get the money. But then everybody started roasting him, talking about, oh, you can't say that, da, 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 and you out here trying to get the bag and you just signing up. You don't, you want to be there because you're trying to get, you just paper chasing, which I don't see a problem with paper chasing, bro. Go get your money. If you know, hey, rings ain't my priority. Bump them rings, pay me. I'll come out here, hoop, sell some tickets, and and pad my bank. I don't need a ring. But if a ring is this thing, then yeah, no, it's not going down in Washington. I think right. he just did um, it because of the backlash. Yeah, uh, yeah, like Patty Mills also he opted out. Um, and he's still in play, you know, for the Brooklyn Nets to kind of keep him. Um even um your boy Portis out in, in Milwaukee, mm. he declined a $4.6 million option as well, it looks like. But to your point with Bradley Beal, it just gets down to the point uh, as your career um, matures and, and continues to go on, what you know, what do you really want? And I think we'll talk about it here a little bit later. But to your point, you know, it's it's look, if if you if you're out there to get that bread, I'm not I'm not one to stop you. Um Thanks. You know, definitely. But nevertheless, Miles Bridges, uh, there's some things going around with him where somebody off of his team was caught like tweeting or something like that. Like, yo, the Hornets better do something or we we off to Detroit or whatever like that. And if you listen to, you know, I'm DJ High Star. So if you listen to Miles Bridges rap style and is the way that he kind of raps on records, he sounds just like I know he's a Michigan guy. Uh, but he sounds just like a Detroit rapper. So there's a lot of there's a lot of um, Great Lakes hype going on for him right now, where people are saying like Indiana's of the world and Detroit are his kind of his top on the top of his Christmas list of where to land mm-hmm. at. Uh, what do you think that the Hornets do, uh, especially with all of the controversy with him on social media and stuff and his drug use and everything? So they extended the qualifying offer. I do not think he's going to accept it. I I think that although he loves the city of Charlotte, like you mentioned, the D is home, bro. Like he 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 definitely. I could see him either going to Detroit and never winning a thing, or um, maybe being that last piece and heading down to Memphis. And um, I, boy, him, Ja, listen. That would be a squad. I would love to see him playing out there in Memphis with them boys. The way they're able to run and gun um, defensively, I think he would fit well with them in being able to move, be a big body that could have his hands up, saying pause, plug the middle, like the whole nine. I think he would be a good look there. But um, if I had if I had to put money on it, you know, you know what. 
it's hot. Miles Bridges will be signing with the Memphis Grizzlies. You heard it here, folks. No, I don't have no secret sauce, but I'm telling you now he's going to Memphis. Next question. Is this Nicholas Wright I'm talking to? <laughs> Next <All> question. Right. <laughs> right. Nah, that, but that uh until we until we get to some of the sports sports uh around news the sports around world. the sports world, rather, um, we could kind of Put a bow on the NBA talk for right now. Uh, what you got going on over there in the NFL, man, in the league? Man, it's a lot going on with teams being ranked and stuff like that. I just wanted to kind of jump in on the, uh, the Watson case, man. As some of you guys may heard, may have heard recently, 20 of the 24 cases with Deshaun Watson were settled. Um, and that, that sparked the negotiations between the Players Association, the league, and Deshaun Watson with regards to what the discipline will be for those cases and for just the whole thing going on. It's been two years since he's last seen the field, man. And he, as you know, in the offseason, he was traded to the Cleveland Browns. I said Chicago Browns. To the Cleveland Browns. Um, their season really is hinging on how much time he is going to miss. The talks are now, like I said, going on between the, the different entities. And they're looking to extend it, I think, into tomorrow, which is Thursday. Um, and hopefully have some answer a couple of days after that at that point. With the 20 out of 24, that's a huge number, but it really can only be one. That last one is going to be the one that folks are going to need to look at because she's the one that's really going to be stopping him from, you know, moving forward. And so she could kind of almost write her own check at that point. The first 20 was like, yo, we got our bread. Let's get on through here. I don't want my name out in the public because there were so many of them that were still being identified publicly as Jane Doe or, you know, defendant number 26 or 14 or whomever. And so really with where they are now, do you feel like he will be missed for half a season, full season? You, I know it's not going to be less than eight games, but what do you think as far as the suspension with them into day three of deliberations and, and talks? What do you think he, you think he'll be suspended for a full year? Yeah, I think a minimum of half the season. Um, okay. I, I won't go further to say anything else, but yeah, they they're uh, so there's going to be some consequences, in other words. Yeah. For the for the situation, so like you said, the Cleveland, I guess they kind of knew what they were getting into. Even Carolina, we we knew, you know, I was I was kind of, you know, uh, rallying for Deshaun, but we knew that this was coming eventually or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, it's it's its own Deshaun day, if you will. I, I <laughs> kind of put an early pause on it by saying D Day, but hey, you know, you. this is what. Cleveland is waiting for and it's it's here now so they just got to see and and see what the what the league determines and it's it's crazy to me bro like I like Deshaun Watson even you know what I'm saying he went to Clemson um I like I like D Watt but he's not played in two years man we all saw when Mike Vick sat out went to I said sat out he was chilling at the crib now when Mike Mike Vick went to jail and came back he wasn't the same Mike Vick he still had some good years but that that elusive explosion that made him who he truly was was never there. Neither with the Eagles, the the with the Steelers, or, or any of those teams. Um, Absolutely. And you, Colin Kaepernick, there were reports coming out of um, out of the Raiders squad that he tanked and straight bombed that workout. But to be respectful, they just never said it. Just, you know, it didn't work out. But there, by all accounts, he was trash out there. He's been gone for so many years. No matter how much you're working out, no matter how much physical shape you try to, to be it. in, um, 
that game speed and that, and and, exactly. and the flow of the game and even the changes with 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 the with the way the game has been played in the temple in the last two years is way different. The Browns may get out there and be trash with him. Now their defense is going to be nasty regardless, but he may even if he's not trash. Like long term, it's gonna take him some adjustment again to get back to the speed. Now you couple in the minimum. I agree with you. Minimum of a half a season, he's out of there. So whether it's Jacoby Brissett or if the Browns are able to work something out with the with Baker Mayfield, because he is technically still on contract. Like he cannot be showing up and pulling up the stuff, but he's under contract and they own his rights. So if they decide to say, "Hey, um, what's up, man? You uh, we know we uh said we was done with you, but." You got us for like eight weeks <laughs> and then we'll send you wherever you want to go that wants you like it, it remains to be seen what they're going to do. But without even a, the best version of Deshaun Watson, that team is not going to be able to be there because they still got Baltimore in conference. The Steelers are going to be better. Um, I, I just don't see them being much without Cincinnati. Since how can I forget the new Broadway Joe? Come on, big Joe Burrow. Um, Cincinnati's going to be some dogs. What they what they've done on that offensive line and how they were able to uh, get some some depth in the secondary, man. The eight, oh, I can't wait for football season. I'm excited. Well, I mean, you said it. You said it for me pretty much. When it comes to game simulation, regardless of how many workouts you do and things like that, and how in shape you stay, um, when you when you couple in your offensive line synergy to be able to protect you your skilled players being able to execute and perform, and then a crowd of umpteen thousand fans screaming, whether they're screaming for you or against you, Mm -hmm. there's no way to simulate that, regardless of how good your sound system is, regardless of how many seven-on-sevens that you run. There's no way that you could simulate that. Uh, Michael Vick, when when he did return and when he he went to Philly, um, he had some, some help from... Uh, Deshaun Jackson, of course, and uh, you, we see that it worked out for like a couple weeks, you know, and then we see, you know, kind of kind of where it went long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at Cam Newton. Exactly. I was just about to say it's just something that is very, very difficult to overcome. And if you do overcome it, it's, it's such a gar- gargantuan like feat mm-hmm. that you would be hands down the headline for months and months to come if that's something that you're able to do you know it's such a tall task it is it's it's just there it's been it's been proven over time that it doesn't work that way the only person that stands out quarterback wise to have done it in my mind that i can remember uh tom brady he missed the first he started week one against the dolphins had the acl injury missed the whole rest of the season Came back next year in a year after won the Super Bowl. Like, come on, Tom Brady. You had to be that guy. But, again, this is Tom Brady. He's a little different than the rest. If there's another that I'm thinking about, I can't remember it. But, hey, maybe you guys know it. If you can think of another quarterback who has missed significant time and then turned around and came back after a year, two years, and excelled, won a Super Bowl, and was great, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We may have a little something something for you. We may sit you, get your Carolina Sports Talk prize back out of there or something like that. But along the lines of Watson, I mentioned their quarterback position is absolutely going to determine how the season is going to be, whether there's going to be some happy folks at the end of the year, encouraged by the progress and or winning and raising a championship, or if there's some folks getting fired. 
But Deshaun Watson isn't the only quarterback on their roster, as I mentioned earlier and alluded to, that there's some doubt around. Baker Mayfield is still being paid by the Browns. I think the only reason that he is is because there is that uncertainty with the Deshaun Watson cases and whether or not or how long of time at this point he is going to miss with regards to a suspension. But Baker Mayfield has been getting some um, trade rumors flying around lately with a place we like to call home as one of the forefront and center location and destination points. The Carolina Panthers are in rumors of still being um, amongst the teams interested in Baker Mayfield in a trade. Around the draft time, there were certain structures and uh, frameworks being worked out, but they could never get the deals the way that they wanted them to for the Panthers. But they are still swarming, man. What does that say about who the quarterbacks are on staff and on this on the roster for the Panthers? That Deshaun Baker, excuse me, Deshaun Baker. Uh, I'd take a Deshaun Baker. But um, <laughs> that Baker Mayfield is still in talks to be traded to the Carolina Panthers. What does that say for the guys that we've got? Namely, Sam. I ain't got no arm, Darnold. First of all, shout out to the bros. Um, shout out to my dog and my sans, uh, Deshaun Baker. But um, hey, I, I, whenever it comes to, uh, listen, when it comes to this quarterback talk in Carolina, we've got to accept one thing, bruh. And I know because it, it's pushed you to the point that you're threatening <laughs> To, to abandon your fanhood, but there's not many options out there for us. Uh, last year, the the hot name, of course, just because of name recognition was Cam. Let's get Cam back in, in Charlotte. Let's do that. Let's Bring do this. Bring Cam back. Y'all owe that but, man. Meanwhile. Uh, I'm back. But Use back there a whole is, week. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's not, there's just not options out there for us. Deshaun Watson suspension pending and all was one of the top options athletically for us. Mm-hmm. And even with him sitting out and all exactly. this, this all we just said. Now <laughs> he was one of the top options, but you know, it's just not, it's just not there. So it's, it's, you know, again, whether we're talking Sam Donald, whether we're talking Baker, it's let's, let's be honest and let's be transparent for a second. It's going to be a mid-level quarterback at best, oh, and, and we're going to and it's going to take work from everybody else. Um, I don't know if, how long Christian wants to stay. You know, we got Robbie No Henderson out there who's like, thinking about retirement, Bruh, So it's it's, you it's going to be a, it's going to be a long climb uphill. It's going to be some salmon swimming upstream. Like this is. You know, it is what it is, bro. And at this point for the Carolina Panthers, it's not looking like much. Man. Hope that is. <laughs> <laughs> bro, just, oh. oh. Oh, see, you got laughter coming from everybody. <laughs> um, the only thing that I can say is, like, I literally have zero hope. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me not say that. Because of the defense. No, I'm going to give the hope. It's Carolina sports talk right here. We Panthers around here. I'm going to hype right. the squad. I'm going to say what we we got an offensive line that could be nasty. Icky is a game changer. And shout out to all those people who argue with me that if the Panthers had a line, Cam Newton would not be anything. He's trash. But I will say this. If we have a line that can, not an average line. It has to be a an above average, superb top five line. 
Sam Darnold could do the job. And as far as doing the job, what did, what do we see as doing the job? Get us to a wild card round, get us to like what? Because, because the first thing that I'm accepting, if we're saying that is that we're going to work Christian McCaffrey as the Panthers have worked him <laughs> in all of these past seasons, like a, like a freaking horse but or see, whatever like that. But see, we won't have to worry about that because of the, um, the draft, the, the the backs that they've drafted. So they knew that they had been running him in the hole. And so, you know, we, dra- we drafted um, Chuba Hubbard last year, who really was able to get some, get some good experience. What? He got some good experience. He's got some good um, legs under him now, a better understanding of the roles that he'll be in. And now we also traded, or not traded, but we signed Deontay Foreman from Houston. I think the three of them can, by committee, Really, really, truly. Now, granted, Christian McCaffrey is going to be special, but to have him and Deontay Foreman spelling in one another in the backfield, and then to split Christian out in the slot, which is probably where he needs to be anyway. Let's be honest. Um, slitting him out into the spl- slot, sending him out wide. Um, now you can bring in Chuba. If you bring all three in, you can move them around and confuse defenses. You add in uh, what? Why is you looking at me like? Because you. St- but I, I mean, I want you to finish. But it's it's just it's itching me. Like you still have to couple that with a top ten defense at least, and then elite special teams to me to be able to make any noise, especially just in the NFC South uh, by itself. But that's what I'm saying. If Robbie figures out how to catch a uh, a football, basketball, catch a football, then we're going to be good because DJ Moore is a monster. He, even with all of the people who were trashed throwing him the ball last year, he was still a top 12 wide receiver. So DJ Moore is a dog. We got Rashad Higgins. We got Andre Roberts. I even like Charleston Rambo out of Oklahoma, the draft pick that we, like we got wide receivers that's going to be flying up and down the field. Shy Smith is a baller. So we got. You're on the, one side of the ball right now. I'm sorry. But that's because I wanted to address the weakness before I jumped into the string. Okay. The okay. defense is going to be nasty. Yes. Top 10? Easily. If, okay. if Horn can stay healthy, they will be nasty and that's why i say do his job this defense is going to be the strength we've got linebackers we've got safeties we've got cornerbacks we've got defensive linemen all who are quick all who are big all who are strong they can play multiple positions you're going to be confused and and that's the thing that's who we need to be we're not one of those teams right now that's built to say hey we're gonna line up we about to run the ball stop us hey our defense is getting ready to line up you're not going to be able to stop us. That's not who we are right now. We're built to play smart, to play fast, to play quick, and to confuse them, keep them on their toes, and just dictate the pace and the flow of the game. If we are able to do that to to, to, to what the capabilities are, that's why I say that I don't have a, a problem with Matt Rule. He has the vision. He has the, the, the plan. It's just that when his plans be failing, it'd be like, uh, yep, I ain't got nothing. What are we going to do now? <laughs> He just doesn't, mm-hmm. to me, he doesn't seem like he's a great adjuster. His original plan, again, look back at the first three games of last year. When he was able to be at full strength, implementing and them executing the things with the personnel that he had been practicing and scheming for, we were 3-0. and We lost Christian. We lost JC. 
And then all of a sudden, and it, we lost the rest of the games and we lost the rest of the season. <laughs> and so if the plan that Matt rule has in place is able to be executed with the pieces that he has, then it's going to be all right. But it's just those, it's just so many ifs and so many floaters. I was just that, about to say that could potentially a whole, lot of ifs. a whole lot of ifs and buts, but we have, we're due, man. The Panthers are due at this point. Like we <laughs> listen, football gods, let the Panthers win something, man. I'm sick of Super Bowls that we're supposed to win and not winning them. The Patriots one was ours. Shout out to John Case. I appreciate you giving them the ball on the 45. Neither here nor there. The Panther, the, the Super Bowl 50 against the Denver Broncos, there was no way that the, oh, I'm not even going to get into that with the equipment from the first half and the cleats. Cats looking like they got glitches being pushed on grass like they on ice skates. That's neither here nor, nor there. We're overdue, bro. Point blank period. It's time for the Panthers to get some, get some kind of luck, man. Golly. And I think that ought to do us for football. Nah, not even, bro. Realistic Ralph. If things happen the way that they could happen, we good. I guess that's the optimistic, like, literally the definition. I'm practical Paul. Practical Paul? Okay, and what is practicalism? (laughs) Listen, first of all, uh, shout out to y'all listening. Uh, this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. I got my dog, DJ Hostile. We rocking out here. I know the troll is going to hear that one, and he's going to try to like light it up because he sent me. Per- he's like, I don't need to send an email, dog. I'm just going to text you. You're trash. Why are you talking like today? that? Yes, today I got a text from Bob. <laughs> I was like, this I got a dude. text from him today as well. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, shout out with the growth and everything, but you're still trash, dog. I'm not going to send an email because I don't need it on the air, but you need to know it. It's like, bro, I appreciate that you're listening. But leave me alone. <laughs> gotta so, love him. Listen, gotta shout out to him. the Carolina Sports Talk Troll, man. And shout out to all of y'all listening. We appreciate it. Dog, we've been growing, man. I, I've, I've, I've had the privilege um, and we'll do this just before we get to around the sports world. But I've had the privilege to interact with so many folks who um, who are listening, man, and they give us shots out. Like, 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 yo, man, I appreciate y'all. Dog. Y'all, da, da, da. y'all can email too. Y'all can. Uh, we know y'all listening, so y'all can email. Y'all can drop a voice, man. We rocking with it. But we do appreciate y'all listening. Uh, y'all allowing us to grow. We're getting a lot of opportunities as a result. So keep doing what you're doing. One of those things along the lines are the Carolina Sports Talk T-shirts. Dog, we got T-shirts, bro. Shout out to everybody in the first round that ordered and got your shirts already. Did you, has yours come in the mail yet? No. I got mine. Still today. on the lookout. Got mine today. You know what I'm talking about? So I'm excited to get out someplace because everybody outside anyway, as you said, during the summertime. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited I got my shirt. So if you are interested in getting a Carolina Sports Talk t-shirt, please hit us up on the Sports Talk line. We can send you the link. If not, it's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Carolina Sports Talk. You can get, uh, we've got a couple of different shirt colors on there. We hopefully got some new iterations coming up soon with some tees and, I mean, with some tanks and little, maybe a little kid shirts and stuff like that. But we definitely got a, a good variety. And they're good shirts, man. Like, I was looking at some Aaron with no t-shirt, but like it's good quality shirt, man. We, I'm proud of my stuff, man. I'm proud of it, but yeah. So y'all hit us up, bit dot ly slash Carolina Sports Talk. Hit us up, and we can get you the link sent out to you as well. But yeah, y'all show some love and go ahead and patronize with the Carolina Sports Talk t-shirts, man. We appreciate you. But at this time, it's time for around the sports world with DJ High Star. This. It's around the sports world with DJ Highstar. 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 
Carolina Sports Talk Nation. Uh, this is around the sports world. We're going to start off with LeBron James and Naomi Osaka start a media company with a controversial name. <laughs> First of all, dog, shout out to you for the. Uh... <laughs> hey, it's what I do, man. You know, the- can you stay professional, bro? <laughs> no. On, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pitch it to you. You absolutely did. I wasn't expecting the news. Like, you a whole mascot major out here in these streets, bro. Like, you was SGA president. Come on, bro. Anyhow, no, Naomi Osaka and LeBron James' new media company was mocked for its vulgar name. For those of you who may have missed it, um, she started a little uh, company, and, and I guess she had, like, pure intentions. And it was sweet because she's, you know, embracing her little Japanese heritage. I say little. Embracing her Japanese heritage and whatnot the name of the company was hanakuma which in japanese means flower bear oh that's nice yeah it's like oh it's a flower bear and i'm no aim no amy osaka and i'm yeah look at me i'm cute but there were some african tweeters that was like roasting her like with that fuego um because the name also has an alternate meaning in swahili um for our more sensitive viewers viewer discretion is advised but the name of the name Hanakuma in Swahili translate to translates to woman without a vagina. Um, and so they oh. were like, how could she possibly be saying that? We don't understand why you wouldn't have the research and all of that. Like, you know, all right. Saying? All right. Whoa, whoa. It's your accent. Let's relax. Let's <laughs> <your> sensitivity. <laughs> They're already after Naomi, bro. Listen, you know what? Her. You know, brothers and sisters, y'all don't cancel me out in Africa because I'm out here wilding my bad. DJ Highstar has corrected me and I now understand the error of my ways. But y'all was wilding out there on Twitter, fam, for real. Like, they was like, how could she never, like, look up the words? And, yo, do you know how many languages there are on Earth? And she embracing her. To go from a bad African accent to a hood ghetto accent (laughs) is classic. But, yes, continue. Dog, can I live, bro? I was just saying. (laughs) Dog, but they were the ones who, you know what I'm saying, you could hear that angry. Yeah like rice tweeting going on i'm saying because how could she possibly know and i understand informing and they're making it aware of was was one thing but this generation is so eager and excited to be butthurt it's like yo y'all please sit down and relax y'all are doing way too much right now like how can she know that she would offend me because really bro how how would we know like don't yeah. nobody speak swahili like that but y'all what are no. your thoughts on it bro as you as you know, as we told, shared with the audience back in, you know, on Juneteenth weekend, I, I did a stand-up set. And again, in 2022, being a, a stand-up comedian is very, very different. One thing that you notice is everybody's looking for a platform. Mm. Sadly enough, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, he just came out with a stand-up special where comedian D-Ray Davis says on it, um, you know, just paraphrasing, but he's saying pretty much everybody's sensitive. You'll never hear. Uh, he's like pretty much saying like um, it. It would be interesting if there were um, there were ugly uh, a, a ugly committee out there. Like if you clowning your homeboy and saying like, "Yo, you ugly," and somebody come up out of nowhere and say, "Yo, you ain't gonna be talking about us like that, man." You know what I'm saying? Right, but exactly. he pretty much essentially was saying that there's a group for everything nowadays and. Everybody wants a platform. We like, understandably, we know her personality. We know she's built up enough social equity with with everyone globally for people to know who she is as a person. Anything that LeBron 
his name is attached to, mm-hmm. is not going to be intentionally malicious. So for them to come after her is unfair, definitely unfair. But I feel like people want a platform and they want their voices heard. So it, that's what it comes down to, unfortunately. Like she got caught in the wrong space, in the wrong term, at the wrong time. Uh, and again, there's nothing like there, I don't know what you could do to cover your cover yourself and, and, and to avoid that. But listen, short of being Swahili or knowing Swahili language just from being like well learned and well traveled, mm-hmm. you're not going to know learned that. You team. know what I mean? Really, it really reminds me of like you'll have a, a large uh, hip hop star or rapper and they'll say something or a line or a melody in a song. Mm. And then a small local rapper be like, man, I made that song three years ago. I've been saying that since 1967. Man, that man stole my right, bars. Right. Relax. Right. Right. Yeah. Overall, like you said, they if, if you don't know Naomi Osaka by now, you don't know who she is. The little, she, I, Y'all know that that woman didn't mean to offend y'all Swahili people with y'all sensitive self. Go sit down. Weave a little sweet grass basket and leave people alone. Dag, bruh. Nah, well, man. and then the other thing about it is, honestly speaking, if it's the name of a media company, you know, it could it could have some symbolism. No, she got to change you, it. Absolutely, no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> now, listen, listen. I, <laughs> I know I've been being on my extra Aggie right here with this topic, but let's let's be honest. There is no way, shape, or form that she will be able to maintain that company's name as Hanakuma. Let's let's go ahead on and get that out there. Don't think that Big Cliff thinks, oh yeah, women without vaginas should absolutely stay the name of your company. No. Now that she knows, she got to go ahead on and She's get that changed. Change yes. Sahana with Kuma. You know, get out the get, get, <laughs> flower with bear. Get out. <laughs> Dog, it just seems to me like that everybody want like you just said, everybody want to beef with somebody. Everybody wants to be arguing with somebody else. Like people on Twitter want to be famous for arguing and fussing at people. It seems even some of the ones who get paid to do this are being able to be like fussing with some other folks. It's funny you say that. Uh, uh, Going, uh, moving right along on around the sports world, uh, WrestleMania uh, 2022, or excuse me, the... NBA and media <laughs> I was like, engaging. That's not on the outline. <laughs> yes. And NBA and the media have engaged in the war of words. Uh, and I'm going to read you the undercard so that you can see the different <laughs> ones. We haven't determined a particular main event, but you've got Kendrick, per- Kendrick Perkins versus Draymond Green, Skip versus Russell Westbrook, and Kyrie versus Stephen A. So starting off with Kendrick Perkins and Draymond Green. Draymond Green, as you know, has the Draymond Green show. Uh, I've been uh, listening since the playoffs to the Draymond Green show. Mm -hmm. I plugged it a couple times on here. I enjoy listening to it. Uh, I'd be lying if I said that it's a little too much (laughs) Draymond recently for me. Just he doing the most. He's made not not with what he's saying. It's just as he's making his rounds. I think I've heard new media way too much in the past two weeks. And that that comes from me, understandably, being a consumer of the Draymond Green uh, show and a lot of the content that he's putting out. However, on his most recent solo podcast, because he did a live one with J.J. Reddick, um, he went uh, to task 
and had time today. Uh, he uh, not only Kendrick Perkins, but he called out Nick Wright and he called out Skip Bayless as well. Shout out to Chris Broussard for not making the list. I guess that kind of shows that he has a little like Broussard has some integrity and some some equity with the players. But also Stephen A. Smith didn't make the, the list who he's cool with, who Draymond's cool with. But you know, um, why, you know why I think they well, not so much Stephen A., but you know why your boy didn't, right? Broussard, why is that? Not a factor? Not even a factor, bro. Yeah, no, nah, but go ahead. My, I, I digress. My fault. Go ahead. Leave kid uh, from, <laughs> from house party alone, man. You better get in your house, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but nah. Yo, um, why he look like the ugly old Chris? Wow. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. So, <laughs> um. So with, with, with Draymond, he, again, he called Nick right out for his takes and pretty much their takes on the Warriors and the Warriors running the postseason, of course. Called Skip Bayless out really regarding uh, being a LeBron hater, a LeBron hater for life and just a lot of is. his uh, outrageous things that he says. But he says, he, he alludes to on the podcast, it says like, heck, there's even certain players that's that that used to play in the league that I would expect mm-hmm. more from that's uh you know doing announcing now or commentary now and and they whatever they're out of bounds and then he goes and I'm talking about Kendrick Perkins and then so <laughs> he, he he goes on to say pretty much uh the hot word right and I don't want to stay on this for too long but calls Kendrick Perkins a coon he did that he short did that. for raccoon I think but he calls him a coon um, and pretty much called him out. One thing that I did agree with him on is he, he called out Kendrick Perkins for wishing injury on LeBron when Kendrick Perkins was speaking with J.J. Redick, I believe, on his podcast or just in an interview or something or maybe on, on ESPN. And he was saying that when they played, when the Celtics played the Cavs, that he was really wishing that LeBron, like, tore an ACL or something like that, mm. something that will put him out crazy. So, so Draymond, you know, he, he, as a member of the new media, he stood up for his brethren and, and his fraternity brothers and, and pretty much was saying that that's out of bounds. It be, being an NBA player and knowing what it takes as far as whenever you do go through injury, what that puts your family through. Right. And those were some of the things that he used to support his coon claims. First of all, Big Cliff, whenever you hear that word, uh, not only uh, does it make you cringe, but, but what what's some of the connotations that you make uh, from it? And, and then secondly, is, is Draymond valid in, in uh, what he said to, to Kendrick? First question, he, he, you don't call somebody that unless you really mean it and really don't like them and really, really don't mind fighting them. Because you call me that, bro, we got to throw hands, point blank and a period. Um, and so I understand... Hey, I got a new podcast. I need all these listeners. I need to do some shock value stuff. I get that. But again, you don't say stuff like that unless you really mean it. So I'm a, I don't see a way for him to back this down. I think it was out of bounds. I also think that Kendrick Perkins, although he may be coon-esque, <laughs> he's not necessarily a coon because, yes, he plays a certain role. But at the end of the day, with like with his social media, he doesn't run his own social media. Being somebody who is the founder of great marketing solutions, I understand what it is to have a team that manages stuff. I myself provide those services. If you're interested, I'll add me. Great marketing solutions.net. But he 
doesn't even run his own social media. So a lot of the stuff that is up there, he don't know be up there. They they slipped up and caught him in it online. I mean, on uh, one of the shows where they were like, yeah, so Perk, you just tweeted da 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 What exactly did you mean by that? And he was like, oh, I did? Oh, nah, you already know what it is. And the look on his face, and they responded was, all right, so we'll move right along and just like let it go because he didn't even know. So a lot of that he doesn't do. But at the end of the day, him, his takes, those are the thing that pay him and get him his money. Let that man make his money, bro. Whether he feels like that in real life or whether or not it's a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little sauce on it. You feel me? If it's a little heightened or raised up for the TV and stuff, then I get that. But at the end of the day, that's his job. He's paid to perform. He's paid to entertain. Let him do that. Granted, some of the stuff he's yeah. saying to takes may be wrong. You can address individual takes, but to to like shoot at him and, and flat point plank call him a coon, I think that was a bit much. And I don't, I don't really too much. Uh, like I rock with Draymond. Draymond, that's my dog. I, like, but a lot of this feels like, yo, I got a new show now. I'm gonna do everything I'm accusing y'all of doing. I'm gonna hyper hyper sensualize, sensationalize some stuff, and I'm gonna just go ahead and get these listeners and get this bread. A lot of that feels like that. A lot of it feels like wanting to maintain and keep the NBA in the relevancy because they know that now, first of all, their draft, if we're being honest, is nowhere near the level of the NFL draft. That is what it is. But they want to maintain the headlines and keep the NBA relevant. This post past postseason was a great one. Some Surprisingly, a lot of people felt like the, the finals was anticlimactic. You and I enjoyed it. Seemed like some of our fans have as well, but they're recently I've talked with a lot of people, both on social media and in real life that didn't really kind of enjoy the finals like that. And so they feel the need to be relevant. I wouldn't even be surprised yeah. if on some back alley channels that some of this was orchestrated to keep, like I said, the NBA in the forefront, keep them um, relevant in, in a lot of ways in a lot of sports fans minds. I don't, um, I don't totally agree with 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 everything that you said um but so kendrick he did respond um and then it was reported he took it down pretty much but he was you know pretty much draymond you good, you good? <laughs> yeah man i don't care what you say about me but ain't nobody finna call me no coon you know and, and addressing that obvious stuff right. however um i don't i don't I don't all the way believe that that Draymond was doing it intentionally for clickbait and things like that. Um, I think that mm. he he truly was getting some stuff off his chest and and honestly just saying how he felt. However, I, I do believe that this is where we do agree at. I believe that in this quote unquote new media space, he, um, there's going to be a learning curve, especially with the deal that he signed. There's going to be a learning curve for a lot of younger um, guys that are transitioning from professional sports into the media to where um, you have to balance what, what Draymond is championing right now and, and fighting for as far as analytics and let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game of basketball. Let's, let's talk about that. And there's going to get a certain point to where X's and O's or how you play the game gets boring to the audience itself. And you'll have to add in an entertainment factor. Uh, the type of shows that Kendrick Perkins is on, uh, you said it and hit it on the hit the nail on the head. You're going to have to add an entertainment value to it. Mm -hmm. And also, there's a lot of times where uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, you have to come out and be entertaining. So mm -hmm. uh, one way that you can't do that is agree with everything that the person 
across from exactly. you is saying. And then also you have to make a voice for yourself. When we think about Mark Jackson, anytime that he's doing color commentary for games, he has a nickname for every player, whether you're ready for it or not. And when he debuts it, you, you at home, like, Oh, this guy, you know, did it there again. You go. Whatever, there you right? go. <laughs> this is sayings. Mama, there that goes that man. Right. To keep the entertainment value going. And that's one thing that I think uh, somebody in particular, like Draymond is going to learn, especially whenever he begins his deal with Turner sports is that you can't always just be vanilla and be just straight chalkboard X's and O's. This person is supposed to go here. And this person, like he can, he can do his Kenny Smiths and all of that stuff, but he's going to have to bring some type of entertainment value. Gotcha. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so moving on to round two. Hold, uh, on, hold on, hold on. I think we might, we, we, we might have, might have some little accessories for you real quick. Go ahead. Indeed. You got <laughs> Skip and Russell Westbrook. This one, it wasn't a long fight at all. Uh, well, it, it was a little back and forth though. So Skips to cranked it off and he was talking about uh, I believe he was talking about Russell Westbrook staying in L.A. And he just alluded to the man and said, Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. on his tweet. Russell responds on a tweet and says, um, pretty much, you're not going to if we were face to face, you wouldn't be saying that. And in a subsequent t- tweet after that, that that Skip tweeted out which was absent of any West Brick talk, but I think Skip Come on learned, the show! Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> Russell, yeah, I think Russell learned them, but yeah, he invites him to the show to debate. Uh, we can do this anytime if you want to, yeah, if you want to debate it, uh, no, I could, talk about it. I could hear and, Skip Bayless's voice and in that he tweet. was saying, um, <laughs> he was pretty much pointing out uh, Russell's um inequities in the past season whenever it comes to stats and, and shooting and stuff like that. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm going to say my full take after the Stephen A situation, but yeah, that, that was round two. Uh, your thoughts on that? I'm going to keep it brief. I don't like Skip. He's not wrong. Next question. Indeed. Well, you're saying he's not wrong for calling him Russell Westbrook? Not at all. Everything that... Okay. I will say one thing. And he did Skip. bring up. He did bring up that he... He, he made the nickname or whatever eight years ago or whatever it was and stuff like He'd that. He's been saying ahead. it and, and, and Russ has been earned it throughout all of this season with every brick that he laid. So You're saying this objectively or subjectively as a Lakers fan? Yes. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so moving forward, Round got the main event. Three. Oh, it's funny because it's muted. And they're oh. not going to hear it. So I'm going to do it again. Yes. So round three, we've got the main event, Kyrie Irving and Stephen A. Smith. Uh, this all was the catalyst of this was Kyrie Irving opting in to his player option. Do you want to talk about that briefly? Uh, pretty much. What do you know the number? Was it 36-2? Um, I want to say that that sounds right. I'm, I'm actually pulling it up now. Um, contract. So he essentially, um, he had a player's option mm-hmm. with Brooklyn. And after all of the fodder and all of the rumor talk about where Kyrie is going to go after his agents put out a wish list of teams for him to be traded to, 
he essentially, ultimately, what, what we both kind of said um, on a previous show, he chose to, to opt in, which means that he probably is going to be playing for Brooklyn uh, this season. Did you get the number up? 36 mil. Okay. So he opted into a $36 million uh, option, player option. It would be a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the heels of this, he tweets to Stephen A, at Stephen A, you're going to have to explain yourself to people in your generation. I'm not around many 50-plus-year-olds that speak and act like you do. So this is new for me. But I am sure my father and my uncles can meet you on your level better than I can. <laughs> we know you, Stephen. You know, the last line kind of, we know you, Stephen. And I'm normally pro-Queens. I'm, I'm with the Queens guys. But instead of Stephen A showing any kind of contrition or anything like that, and that was coming from Kyrie was responding to a, a thing that Stephen A put out again on the heels of him opting in um, to the contract. But he was pretty much called him called Kyrie a peon saying mm-hmm. like you're going to be one of the workers just like us. You're going to have to show up and perform this and that, this and that, et cetera. So Stephen A uh, then puts out a diatribe that was written on his Apple uh, iPhone notes, mm-hmm. essentially saying, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely speak to anybody. I'm going to show up anytime. You know, we, we've all got levels and I've got a level, you know, and then he does similar to what Skip Bayless does. Your truth up against mine in a public forum for everyone to judge. Name the time and the place and I'll show up. Uh, bring your receipts and this and that. And then kind of ends it off by saying, um, if you didn't know before, I know that you know now, now that you're after the money you took for granted, um, to be waiting for you and we'll see you in the fall. With all that being said, bruh, there's a couple of takeaways from this. My first one before I forget it, bruh, is these, these, these media guys, all right. And, and us being media, it, it kind of irks my nerves, but the selling of trying to sell the interview is, is so is cringy to me at this point is it irks my nerves. It grinds my gears, but that whole Oh, I'm with the smoke. If you come on my platform and, and if you come on my me, show weekdays for Monday, yeah. Friday, like so we so we can get millions of viewers. Like it, it's that 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 part is so transparent to see that it actually is indicative of like if there was a level of respect present. Mm-hmm. But in these situations, whether it's one sided or two sided there's is a bereft it, it you know the, the situations are bereft of respect it, it lacks respect mm-hmm. so it's not a situation where we can just sit down and have a kumbaya moment and we're going to talk about this and make this a, a moment for the nation uh and then it's going to benefit your show like that part <laughs> skip bayless and Stephen a y'all got to cut that out period because skip said it to draymond as well um and secondly $36 million is not nothing to sneeze at. Nothing. Especially for one year, even after taxes, regardless of what state you live in. So, especially when, that, excuse me real ahead. quick, but especially when the only other option that was definite in front of you was a $6 million mid-level player exception to come play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Who, who so, leaving thir- even if you're rich, who leaving 30 mil out there for real? Come on now. Exactly. We, we went through this with Carmelo, with New York. We went through the. We've been through this. So let's stop acting like these players are are foolish and just do it for the love of the game or something like that. Like at the end of the day, money talks. 
And what, I, you're going to make a smart or wise decision. Go ahead. What was the German's name um, uh, that played in Atlanta, played with L.A., didn't sign a contract, and then ended up signing for like 20 Dennis Schroeder? Dennis Schroeder is why Kyrie – players like that is why Kyrie signed that because it's like, yo – Y'all ain't finna roast me out here and I go sign for this right. little piece of man. Oh, he had to settle. Is his game over? Is he like, and, like come on, bro. And there's the thing. The same way that Skip has a personal thing with LeBron, it's it's evident that Stephen A has something that's that's not professional with Kyrie mm-hmm. and KD to a certain point to me. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, both and, of them. Right. Exactly. And, and they, they they call him out on his stuff and he doesn't like it. He, he oftentimes doubles down. But I saw this on the internet the other day regarding the Kyrie situation. For one, we're going to stop acting like he was just lazy and that he's this hippie that lives in mm-hmm. another world on, on his own flat earth. I'm sick of and, that. And that he um, and that he just makes these decisions selfishly and stuff. The first situation with the bubble, Black Lives Matter was going on, of course. Um, And when I say that, I mean everything encompassing it as far as black men being killed by the hands of policemen, unarmed black men being killed by the the hands of of law enforcement and tax paying uh, dollars and stuff like that, that that pay these people's salaries. But he was going through mental health issues with that. When he first made his first, um, I guess, you know, sabbatical, if you mm-hmm. will. And so that was the first thing. The second thing we're actually going through right now, ironically, and we're not going to make this a political podcast, but the choice of what to do with my own body. And he mm-hmm. made the choice that he did not want to get vaccinated. His own choice. When there were players that, and we, we, we won't revisit it fully, but players that were able to travel to Brooklyn and still play and things like that. Of course, we, we've already gone over it um, in, in past episodes. The rules are the rules. The law is the law in, right. in that land. And him being an employee of that arena and stuff like that or of that organization, we know what it is. But that man made a decision for his body. And to call him selfish as for when it comes to the team even when you speak to players like KD and stuff like that, again, that fraternity knows certain things that we don't know on the outside whenever it comes to getting your money, especially right. with this new CBA, whenever it comes to getting your money or making the decisions that's best for you and your family. And they have a certain level of respect for each other. So I just had to put that out there uh, before I forgot because it, it's irking me the narrative that they're, that they're painting about Kyrie and, and even pretty much what the organization probably is leaking regarding him and exactly. and you know they just want him to be a good boy hey you need to go ahead and just be a good boy now are you here go on shut you up and dribble saying? yeah no right um and so here's here's my take on it i agree pretty much i agree with everything you said the one thing that i would add the media themselves even like the the no-name quote-unquote announcers um sportscaster broadcasters they have a certain filter that they talk about Kyrie with that that is point blank disrespectful I heard um one of the guys talking giving a little sports center break on ESPN radio and Kyrie Irvin of course he would signs his contract like on some like shady like right. and kept like everything he said was like he would be stupid not to and then I was like yo first of all relax that's a grown man bro you putting a little too much too sauce on too little too much sauce on it like 
they're disrespectful with the way that they carry his name through their mouth paws, the way that they um, shade and or try to put a tint on everything that he does when he's not, like you said, some caricature of himself or anything like that. He's being real. He's making choices that are contrary to the norm, and he has the freedom and, and audacity to do so, and I'm going to give him that respect. Right. Like, you not, not crazy, point blank. You see what I'm saying? Right. LeBron uh, still has respect for him. He plays like KD. And if I'm not mistaken, him and another player, whether it was KD or Steph, contributed part of their salary to the WNBA players just to try to add to the, like, to bring up their level of, of average salaries and to help out with the disparity that's going on. These are things that he's addressed without he's, he's um, whether it's paying, I want to say the paying people's rent or putting people up in houses. He's done so much stuff. Sitting in water purifiers in Exactly. So it's not like this guy is just a villain and a bad guy, a horrible teammate and things like that. He understands that the world is bigger than basketball, the world itself. And that these past five to 10 years, really these past five years, Stuff has looked very, very different, and we've all experienced things that we've never experienced before. Right. And and he's just he's at you know he is being honest and vulnerable as these things happen, you know, and being himself. I've talked about perspective with a lot of different folks before. When you're standing up on a tree, if you put your nose on that tree, pause. Depending upon the size of it, you can't see around it. All that you see in that moment is this big old huge barrier in front of you. The vision is required to step back and see things from a different angle, different perspective, and you get a better picture. Those who think outside of boxes are often ridiculed, persecuted, and, and, and put down as a result of it because those in the box say, nope, we in this box and we're not going to change it. There ain't nothing outside the box and you crazy for thinking it. Meanwhile, there's a whole world outside these boxes, man. So yeah, folks just need to not put folks in boxes. Um, always want to break stuff down, put people in barriers and lists. Man, y'all chill and relax. I was just about to say, yeah, you might not put them... You corny for that, bro, because I was just going to say... <laughs> they might not put them in boxes, but they'll put them on lists. Yeah, see, but I... Uh, yeah, come on, Don. Here we bro. go. Bro. And if we're going to talk about lists, that transitions Here us to Big Cliff's Top 10. So I, I actually put some thought into my list. I've been having arguments with people up and down um, about the top 10. And I can tell you now, spoiler alert, Bill Russell is not in my top 10. But you know who is in my top 10 at number 10? Oscar Robinson Robertson. At number nine, Tim Duncan. At number eight, Larry Bird. At number seven, Magic Johnson. At number six, Shaquille O'Neal. At number five, Stephen Curry. At number four, Kobe Bean Bryant. At number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number two, LeBron James. And at number one, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That is Big Cliff's top 10. What are your thoughts? What number was Magic? Seven. Okay. Okay. Behind Shaq um, and Steph. I like I like the Oscar Robertson pick. I'm not mad at Larry Bird being on your list. Um, 
I can only share this with you because you're my brother. And as we do these lists, you know, and we have guests that share their list, I, I vow to show more interest. But out of like a, out of a pool, out of out of let's say a pool of fifteen to twenty players, to me, you you, you just can't uh, go wrong. Is there anything that went into let's say keeping a Larry Bird on? The, I think Oscar Robinson Robertson. It's it's evident why he was able to make the cut for you. Mm-hmm. Um, anything uh, that qualified like a Larry Bird or a Tim Duncan to kind of stay on your list? I don't like either of them. And I really, 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 really didn't want to put either of them in my top 10. But as I said, I tried to be objective with this list. I even went through a, a, and, and rearranged a couple of times because I was like, yo, this is going to seem real biased because I got so many Lakers in my top 10. But at the end of the day, the Lakers have been home to some of the best backs, basketball players ever, and it is what it is. But um, Larry and Tim, for me, both are in my top 10 because I literally could not fathom a list without them. I don't like either of them, but Larry Bird, who he, he's the antithesis. He was the exact opposite for Magic on the other side in so many different ways. They were both really squat. They were squat out here. They were really skilled players, and... I think that they were the yin and yang to one another during that time. And so pretty much every accomplishment that Magic has, Bird has as well on the other end. So, um, And Tim Duncan, he was literally the big fundamental. He is the textbook definition of what you want a player to be. I, he can't help that he's boring as mud. He can't help that the Spurs played a brand of basketball that was not entertaining to watch. There was not a game that I liked watching the Spurs play except the ones that they lost. Point blank and period. Kobe killer? Relax. And not as much a Kobe killer, just so much that he was a Kobe. And I hate saying using that term even, but yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying, killer. though. Yeah, and honestly, yes, it, because we battled them so much as we did, and and they they stopped us from getting more titles than we could have, and got a whole bunch too. But uh, Larry and, and Tim for me had to be on the list. Now my top five, I'm 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 happy with solid with Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. Excuse me, Kareem, Kobe, and then Steph. A lot of folks are going to say, say, I thought LeBron was seven. No, LeBron is second, number two. Oh, you said second. Yeah. Oh no, I asked you who Magic, where Magic was. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Magic was. Seven. Okay, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead though. Yeah, LeBron James. I don't like him either. Uh, of course, he's a Laker at this point, so I tolerate him because he might win us another chip. LeBron win us another chip. But I, my top ten, honestly, before individuals who have changed the game, who have had an impact in a way that others achieve their records or try to fight to get to their records they try to get in the mold of these players there's a lot of good players who are great who in in the nba right now is trying to be bill russell who in the nba right now is even trying to be wilt chamberlain all great players and and i'm not taking anything away from them pistol p it's not a big man's league right now bro it absolutely is going to a big man's league the, the 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 next iteration, and we talked about it a few months ago. The league will be going to the athletic big men soon. The, it, All it's right, just, but don't like yeah. you're making questions to kind of kill my list, bro. And what it is what? is the back to the basket, the back to the basket traditional feed it to the big man in the middle, allow him to dominate. That's not the NBA that we watch nowadays. So that. Come on, that question itself, bro. Like, who is trying to be Bill Russell? He was not, he wasn't uh, Kobe Bryant, he wasn't Michael Jordan, but 
again, where he, where, where he belongs or where I put him at. Which one of them during that time was trying to be them? You look at Shaq, you look at Kareem, none of them, they're in similar modes with one another. Huh? Ask them. One of Shaq's biggest, one of Shaq's biggest idols is George Mikan. Okay. That's an idol. That'll make him top ever. Come on, man. These guys mirrored and, and, and took a lot of, you know, tools from the big men. They yeah. revered a lot of these big men and they, they elevated their game to another level. So it, it's not nothing. Your list is fine, bro, is what I'm saying. Fine. It, doesn't require, it doesn't require for you to, you know, take a number two on some of these guys. Wilt Chamberlain is Wilt Chamberlain. Gucci man has a whole mixtape named after this guy. Will Chamberlain is an amazing player. I say he's top 15. He's not top 10. Bill Russell might be top 20. Just saying. It doesn't matter. Just saying. So again, throughout the summer, we will be tapping in with some of the show hosts throughout Crux Media family group of pods, uh, tapping in with their top 10. If you want us to read your top 10 out loud, if you think it could stand up against this amazing list, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Let us know what your top 10 is, but definitely keep an ear out and listen for those others that'll be coming throughout the summer. At this time, High Star, I think we ought to get out of here. Man, Anything you want to holler at the people about? Yes, man. Um, of course, my famous um, non-invitations this weekend. I'll be DJing uh, pretty much two days uh, for the 4th of July uh, down at my, my mentor's place. He, he does a big 4th of July celebration every every um, year. So if you're in the south side of Charlotte, uh, don't worry about hitting me up. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, you know, I'll be I'll be down there in the south side of Charlotte DJing somewhere. Man, y'all can holler at that man. Holler at DJ Highstar, get a go and get a plate. Uh, my dog, I appreciate you. Folks, as always, I want to thank you for listening. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Hit us up, bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash Carolina Sports Talk to get your T-shirts. We appreciate you listening. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Facebook and Instagram page at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, we've got two ways. You can hit us up on the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. Or you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at Carolina Sports Talk. I appreciate you. We love you. Peace.